Well, praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Jennifer, and thank you, praise team, uh, for an incredible time of worship this morning. I really appreciate uh, David on the piano, and I appreciate Tommy uh, on the drums. It is so good uh, to be here this morning. As most of you know, uh, that are members of White Oak Baptist Church, I've been on a sabbatical uh, for about a month, and it is so good uh, to be back here. Uh, truly, I thought uh, my first Sunday back that um, I would be able to see you in person. Uh, this is sort of a, a nightmare that I had, really, that my first Sunday back, the church would be empty. And uh, it is near empty, but I'm telling you, my heart is full. Uh, what a sweet time, as I said, of worship. I want to say just uh, a thanks uh, to our associate pastors uh, who have uh, helped so much in um, keeping things going here at White Oak Baptist Church. I want to say thanks uh, to our staff uh, at both of our campuses and also uh, our deacons uh, who are serving and who are ministering to our church family. I'll tell you why my heart is so full. It's because we realize now uh, that the church truly is not a building. The church is a family. The church is a body. Uh, it's so wonderful to understand that we don't come together to worship and address. We come together to worship the Almighty, King Jesus. That is His name. And so there at home, uh, all members of White Oak Baptist Church and everyone uh, that is tuning in this morning to Facebook Live, I want to encourage you uh, to take your Bible and turn to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, and I want to look at uh, several verses here this morning that I pray uh, will be a blessing to you as we go through uh, as a nation and as we go through uh, as a world uh, what we're dealing with now with COVID-19. When you look at this passage of Scripture, I want to read just uh, several verses, and then I want to pray and try to unpack this uh, this morning for a moment or two. Philippians chapter 4, notice if you will, verse number 1. The Bible says, therefore, Paul said this, Therefore, my beloved, and long for brethren, listen to this, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, beloved. And then if you go down, drop down to verse 4, the Bible says this, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. Listen, the Lord is at hand. He goes on, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer, and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God. Don't we need that this morning? The peace of God, 
which surpasses all understanding. It surpasses all human understanding. That peace, the Bible says, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Let's pray together. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we bow before you. And Lord, we do thank you that we can be here right here, right now. The praise team that's here uh, this morning. Uh, Father, those who are watching on Facebook Live, as we have gathered together here in this sanctuary, as we're gathered watching by iPad or on our iPhone or on television or however we're gathered, Father, I pray that you would touch us and bless us as we look at these few verses. Uh, Father, I pray that, um, that you would draw a circle around this preacher and let the fire of heaven fall. And we'll thank you for it, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Here in verse 1, Paul begins this final chapter as he writes to the church of Philippi. And he says, therefore, my beloved, and if you'll notice at the end of that verse, he uses that word again, beloved. That word in the Greek, it means divinely loved ones, those who uh, are loved by our almighty God. And also, they are loved by the apostle Paul. He, he loved them. He called them, listen to this, longed for brethren. As he's writing this, you know that he is in prison, that he is in jail. And, and he says that his beloved, those who are divinely loved, that he also loves, that he misses them, that, that he is thinking about them, that he is eager to see them. And, and if you're like me, I'm, I'm a people person, and, and what we're dealing with today uh, is difficult if you are a people person. Uh, here this morning, I wish that, that we could all be together and, and we could shake hands together. Uh, I wish that, that we could high-five one another. I wish that, that we could hug, and, and, but yet we're scattered now, but being scattered, as Phil said just a moment ago, we are still the church of the living God. And here the Bible says, Paul said, My beloved, listen, longed for brethren. Then he says this, My joy. I understand that as a pastor. What he is saying is this, You uh, put a smile on my face. Thinking of you brightens my situation. And, and he's just saying, listen, we're family. We're, we're all part of the body. And then he encourages them. Listen, church, and this is how I want to encourage you this morning. He encourages them with these words, stand fast in the Lord. That's what we are to do this morning. That's what we are to do as believers. We, we are to stand fast in the Lord. That word, that phrase in the Greek, it means this, don't waver. It means that we are to be firm, that, that we are to stay true, that, that we are to stay on track, that we are to stand fast in the Lord. These unstable times that we're going through, 
these uncertain times that, that we are going through, we have to remember that it is on Christ, the solid rock, that we stand. He says, stand fast in the Lord. And, and then I, I love the fact that he does not leave us hanging. That the apostle tells us how to do that. He says this in verse 4, to rejoice in the Lord always. I want to encourage you with that this morning, to rejoice in the Lord always. It means to delight yourself in the Lord. That He is the source of our joy. And we're seeing that, aren't we? Uh, sports are no more right now. I found myself watching bowling the other day on television. I could not believe it. Uh, no sports on television. We can't go and, and, and have coffee with someone in a coffee shop or lunch with our friends. So many things that, that we have taken for granted uh, we can no longer do. And, and what it gets down to is this. We realize that we must rejoice in the Lord that He really is the source of our satisfaction. That, that we are to make Christ the center of our life. Paul says this, rejoice in the Lord always. And then he continues and he says, let your gentleness be known to all men. I think that's a good word for us today. Uh, here in America, let your gentleness, that word in the Holman translation is your graciousness. Um. Matthew Arnold put it like this, your sweet reasonableness. I like that. In other words, what he's saying is that we are to be considerate, uh, that we as believers are to be nice. And I tell you, what a time to demonstrate that. It really is a time for us as believers to shine. It is a time for us as believers to serve. To be on the front lines and do all we can. Someone once said, sadly, too many have marked their Bibles, but their Bibles have never marked them. When the Word of God has marked us, and we have truly been changed, and, and we can remember that day that we sang about just a moment ago, when, when King Jesus has truly transformed our lives, there is that difference, and, and the world can see us shine as we serve. And then the Paul, Paul the Apostle, he says this. I love this. He says this, the Lord is at hand. Do you know what that means? It, it means that He is near. When Paul writes this, he says the Lord is at hand. He is standing by. He is looking on, Harry Ironside said. He is looking on. In this time of social distancing, when we have to, to stand away from one another, uh, I'm so glad that, that the book of Hebrews tells us in Hebrews chapter 13 that that He will never leave us nor forsake us, that He will not abandon us. That's good news. And I love what the psalmist said in 
Psalm 46, verses 1 and 2. Listen to this. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Listen, therefore we will not fear. That's what the psalmist said. Listen to that again. God is our refuge. He is our strength. He is a very present help. Boy, I need that this morning. He is a very present help in trouble. And because of that, we will not fear. Then and down in verse 7, it says this of Psalm 46. The Lord of hosts is with us. The Lord of hosts is with us. Aren't you glad this morning that, that there's no panic in heaven, only plans? That none of this caught our God by surprise? The psalmist said, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, or he is our fortress. He says that in verse 7, and then if you drop down to verse 11, he says the same thing. Just underlining that incredible truth. As we go through this uncharted time in our churches and in our nation and, as I said earlier, even in our land. As we go through this uncharted time, as we go through this unprecedented time, as we go through this time where there's, there's really no playbook, it's so good to know that our God is with us. It is so good to know that. John Wesley, that incredible preacher of yesteryear, it's been said that his last words were these words. The best of all is God is with us. Can you imagine that amazing preacher? As he was drawing his last breath, he said those words, the best of all is God is with us. That's what Paul was saying when he was saying the Lord is at hand. He was saying the Lord is near. The Lord is looking on. He is standing by. And that's why the apostle could continue and write this. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. And again, we need that word this morning. Be anxious for nothing. The word worry is, is from a word that means to choke or to strangle. It's from a, a word that means to, to pull in opposite directions. And, and I think this morning and the last several days that that hope has been pulling in one direction and maybe fear in another direction. But what Paul says is this, be anxious for nothing. When you look at that in the Greek, the way it's constructed in the Greek, he's saying you are fearful right now and stop it. That's what he's saying. You are, Church of Philippi, you are experiencing some fear, so, so please stop that. Um, entertain no worry. How do you do that? Well, he continues, but in everything by prayer. That's how we, that's how we do it. We get a hold of our God. We, we spend time with God in everything by 
prayer, everything. If there had been some exceptions, God would have said that. There would have been some limits there, but he says, in everything by prayer. See, we're a child of the king. I love what the preacher John Trapp said. Listen to this, this, this statement. John Trapp, the preacher, said this. He that rides to be crowned will not think much of a rainy day. We're on our way to heaven. We're on our way to heaven. Heaven is our home. And, and yes, we're going through a storm right now. There's no doubt. But I'm telling you, when you think about when you think about heaven, when you think about our God, it helps us. And, and one of the greatest ways is to pray in everything by prayer. David said in Psalm 55, verse 22, Cast your burden on the Lord, and He shall sustain you. Peter said this in 1 Peter 5, 7, Casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. Psalm 37, verse 5, the psalmist said this, Commit your way to the Lord. Commit your way to the Lord. That word in the Hebrew, it means to roll your burden off of your shoulders onto His shoulders. To commit your way to the Lord. So in everything by prayer, and then he adds this, and supplication. In other words, not just a general prayer, but, but we can be detailed. This is the first time that many of us have gone to a store, and we have found many shelves empty. Some of us have traveled around the world, and we have seen that, but not much in Chattanooga, not much in America. So we truly need this verse today, because there, there are things that you are right now praying for in detail that, that you may, maybe never really thought about before. As I said, we, we've taken things for granted. But here he says that, that we are to pray in everything and in supplication. Be specific in our prayer time. And then with this, listen, with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. You know what my prayer is uh, as a church here at White Oak Baptist Church? here in Chattanooga and around the nation and around the world, my prayer is that we as believers, we won't just survive, but we will thrive. And my prayer is that, that this is going to, to lead us to a revival like we have never seen in our lifetime before. I've been out on a sabbatical for a month. And so I'm telling you, when I gathered here this morning with five or six or seven believers, and I was listening to this prayer time and this praise time that we experienced together just as a, a small body of believers here, I'm telling you, my heart was doing flip-flops. And I cannot imagine and I can't wait till the day when we can all come back together and together sing praises to King Jesus. 
I don't think we'll take it for granted any longer. I believe that we could see a revival like we've never seen before. That we can thrive and not just survive. Warren Wiersbe said that worry is an inside job. It's an inside job. You know what? We need to we need to take it from the inside of our heart and we need to give it to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because he says this, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, he will guard our hearts and minds. George Mueller said the beginning of anxiety is the end of faith and the beginning of true faith is the end of anxiety. Oh, that we would have true faith. Oh, that we would lean on Him. If I could encourage us to do anything, I would encourage us to pray like never before. I would encourage us to trust as a, as a church like never before. I want to encourage us to take advantage of devotions that are placed on websites and um, online sermons. I want to encourage us as a church family to give. Um, give online or mail your tithe in. Churches right now need uh, for all of us to continue giving to the work of the Lord. This morning, right before I left the house, my youngest son, Daniel, he's 26 years old. Daniel has Down syndrome. As most of you know, we call it Up syndrome. He is a precious young man. For the last month, he's noticed that on Sundays, I'm not really leaving the house on this sabbatical. So when I got dressed this morning, uh, right before I walked out of the house, he said, Dad, where are you going? I said, I'm going to preach. He went, oh. And this is what he said. He said, have fun. So he said, have fun. And you know what? I have. I've had fun. Listening to praise. Being able, even in a small group, to have corporate praise. And open up the word of God. Listen, let's listen to the words of Paul to rejoice in the Lord always. And again he says rejoice and to be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer. And I believe with all my heart that we will feel that peace from our God that will surpass all human understanding. Let's pray together. Our Father God, in the name of Jesus, we bow before you. And Father, we thank you for your love and for your grace. We thank you for your word. And dear God, I pray for our church family. Father, I pray that you would meet every need. Father, I pray for peace and comfort. Lord, I know that many of them, if not all, are experiencing what I am, and that is just missing one another. 
So I pray, Father, that we would use technology to keep up with one another. And Father, I pray that we will look forward to that Sunday where we can gather together once again to lift our hearts, our hands, and our voices to our God, King Jesus. Father, I pray that we would take these words and, Lord, we would live them. And we thank you and we praise you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.